Welcome to another episode of Market Overdrive. I am your host, residential real estate broker with Cobble Banker. My name is Carla Mina. And with me, as usual, every Thursday, my co-host, who decided to clean up today. I showered and everything. <laughs> what happened? What's going on with your face? I got a lot of appointments, far more important than you, Carla, but that's why I'm here dressed I appreciate up today, your I appointments. somewhere. Well, first of all, our guest is important, so I'm here. I actually took a shower. You cleaned up for a guest? Yes, I'm not going to clean up for you. I've obviously, but, no, but we really. Had day, we had a day full of meetings today. Uh, started at the office, we had two meetings, and then we're here, and then we got to go somewhere after this, so it's been a day where it's just easier for me to get dressed up. Blah, 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 be not for you. in regular clothes, and that's that. <laughs> so you know? do you want to uh, introduce our other co-host? The guy that's here all the time. All the time? Who carries hey. the show with vocals? <laughs> hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. Grapple Woman is a violin. How you doing, Thursday. man? Hey, hey, we're the monkeys. I'm good. I cleaned up, too, a little bit, right? No, nah, I didn't clean up. No, You're didn't always shave. cleaned up, though, shave, actually. This one over here doesn't know what, I mean. I mean, I like to keep a facade of looks for the show. Sometimes I wear a hat. Sometimes I wear a suit. Sometimes I wear a sweatshirt. Enough a about your fashion you know? sense, but can we really get you know? to why we're here today, especially... We are here Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, good show today. I apologize. It's going to be an amazing show today. Great energy, lots of information, uh, great topic. What are we talking about today, Nick? Making money in investment properties. <laughs> Sit back, collect your cash. Look at you. That's what you it's did all your about homework. Today. Yep. <laughs> I love yep. it. I did my homework. Um, yeah, it's, it's on the prompter right there. It's all about. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, the prompters are working. Uh, no, but you know, prompters. buying a property, everyone wants to buy an investment property, but buying one that's actually, you know, paying dividends is, is what. Uh, is important. You know, it's easy to own one and play just the equity game, but at some point you sort of make like the what right you do with your investment property. No, no. You, look, I like to make money along the way as well. Collect rent. Hopefully, have a positive cash flow. But we brought somebody in that's better than all of us at doing that. I hope someone so because I've been trying to get your business for so, a long time. Someone that's uh, not only done it as individual, probably for himself, I'm assuming, but all as, as well for a ton of clients. So. In the studio today, WGN Radio, coming all the way from Orland Park. That's not a close ride. Nope. But you're here, and we appreciate it. Mr. Dave Shalabi of Remax, it's good to have you. How you been? It, it's really great to be here with such uh, wonderful, energetic folks. Really? Yeah. <laughs> what Love about you guys. Carla and Grocco? <laughs> no, no I, folks. Oh. Plural, plural. Okay, yes. okay cool. Good. <laughs> Thanks, man. So you're Dave, welcome. we know a lot about you. Carla, myself, Grocco, we've all uh, been acquainted. But tell us a little bit about yourself. We'd like our, hosts, uh, our, our guest hosts to... Uh, give us a little bit of the background and resume. I have something here on you, but I want you to say it in your own words. Sure. So I'm a lifelong resident of Orland Park. I've been a broker for 11 years now. I've had the pleasure of serving with uh, Remax from the entire time of me uh, being involved. And I believe heavy in civic service. I am grateful to be a commissioner for the Village of Orland Park's planning department. So we nice. get to see projects kind of uh, pre-inception and then followed all the way through. I served as a board member uh, for my uh, 10 schools in Orland Park, the Orland School District 135, and I currently serve as the president of the foundation there. So wow. not just real estate, but we believe in civic service as well. So you Look just take your that. money, go home, and don't talk to nobody, right? No, no, no. We're, we're, we're dedicated to the, to the just, community. I'm being sarcastic. You're <laughs> wow. very involved in the community. Yeah. But you forgot to mention something. Yes. You're one of the top agents at your office. That's uh, kind and, of an important And the region, actually, of in Northern the, Illinois. Oh, for excuse region. me. Sorry. Region. I yes. didn't screw that up. So region. we're number one in Get our four it offices. Together. Yeah. See, he's, he he's didn't read your Remax. bio. Congratulations. I Remax. memorized Thanks. it. He's Thanks, part brother. of the Remax Titan Club. Yes. It's 2016. Yep. Um, number 13 commercial individual in the United States. Yes. Are you reading this? Which is why. <laughs> yeah, I am reading because he forgot to tell some of us. Why didn't? Because uh, he's think, humble. I think it should be told with some humility. It's, yes. It, it's a humble way of doing it. But, I mean, those are pretty big achievements. And you are here specifically because, essentially, investment properties do fall into commercial more times than none. Absolutely. So, 
with all that fun being said, where do you want to start? Anywhere, really, why we're, we, you know, we bring you and we like to showcase your awesome because we want our, our listeners to understand that we're not here to just BS you, right? This is not information that you're Googling and you're going to say, okay, I want to buy an investment property. Where do I start? We brought in an expert that specializes in this, has done it for himself as well as his clients, and obviously you're very tenured. Um, where would you like to start? So if I had to buy an investment property and I had to choose between, say, you know, a condo, a townhouse, or a multi-unit, which is where, what a lot of people are doing these days, what do you advise, Dave? Right, so to be to be quite frank, I actually am a huge fan of the single family concept. Uh, sometimes those fall under townhome associations, which do run into a little bit of difficulty down the road when um, individuals are not allowed to rent from their association. Multifamily, although I love it, I, I'm not a huge fan of where people should be putting their money. I think single family is giving the the best bank for its buck, surprisingly so, and I think that uh, the maintenance is. Is pretty cost effective as well. No, you you just said something that's probably throwing people watching right I know. now for a loop. I know. And I've actually heard this from somebody at your office many moons ago. I'm that old. Hmm. Yeah. But I, I have some former, for, no, I shouldn't say they're They're friends. still there. They're some of, of them are there, I think. Some of them are still there. Yeah. But I heard this from an agent before you actually got to that office, I think 20 years ago, that mm-hmm. all he rented was single family homes. Why is, did you say something like this that's pretty shocking? I, everyone's probably watching and thinking you're going to say two unit, three unit, four unit, six units. You say single family. Right. So if you, if you just to kind of uh, reverse engineer this for a second, mm-hmm. the four units typically in our area do not make any money. Okay. I mean, they sell for roughly between three hundred and ninety to four hundred and five thousand dollars, with a twenty five percent down payment, as you guys would know in the in the lending, and about a twelve thousand dollar annual tax bill. Typically, based on the rents coming in at roughly a thousand dollars for those four units gas and water being covered by the owners, they are not really making any money. So it kind of astonishes me, although we have very, very, it, they sell very, very quickly, I think that single family probably has the best upturn. In your specific neighborhood? or your I, I would say in the southwest suburbs in general. Mm-hmm. In the condos in the city, it gets a little bit more difficult uh, for condos because sometimes the assessment fees don't make it cost, they're a little bit cost prohibitive. Right. When you have a full amenity building and you're looking at $1,000 or $500 in assessments, kind of eats up at your you know, rental yield, right? So, right. Absolutely. So you're saying basically in that single family category, you would recommend a single, like a house rather than a condo itself or a townhouse? Townhome or home. Townhome or home. But townhouses have the assessments as well. They do. But so typically, statistically speaking out in the Southwest suburbs, they're a lot lower. So they okay. may be in the ballpark of $130 up to $180 per month. Right. And that includes lawn care and snow removal, which tenants typically view as a very positive amenity. Right. So what you're saying is basically a townhouse is going to be like fee simple with homeowners association. And because it's going to be, you know, a townhouse um, and it's fee simple with homeowners association, you're not paying for major amenities like a pool or doorman. Absolutely. Um, so then the assessments are tend to be a little bit lower. So then do look into that townhouse or single family category that's going to allow you to get more rental yield. Um, and of course, you know, I know that Nick likes to say, let's not get into neighborhoods and what have you. So what we're trying to say to you today is that if you're looking to become a landlord, instead of like we've had information about 1031 exchange and multi-unit uh, purchases when we had our client Melissa Diaz come into the studio and share her story on how she managed her own building but this is like yet another option for you to become a landlord and it's cool though right because when you buy your first home and you decide you don't like it you don't like the location this is another option for you to think about well if my carrying cost is pretty low and the interest rate is pretty low why don't I just keep it as an investment and start a portfolio so you're basically saying we could start a, an investment portfolio with just single family love it 
So the model's fantastic. The quote that I heard from this gentleman in your office back in 1999 was, the reason I like doing single-family homes so much is I don't have to touch anything. I rent them with complete hands-off light. I'm sure things have changed since then. Or maybe yeah, so we, we do, I mean, there's also a little bit of a model within what I'm stating, right? Mm-hmm. I think that a three-bedroom, one-and-a-half bath or three-bedroom, one bath, but ideally a three-bedroom, one-and-a-half bath is the best model because it also encourages family. They end up staying there long-term. There's less turnover, mm. and I think that they um, they can appreciate a yard. They're not moving out of the place too quickly. So there's there's a model within the model as well. Wow. Right, which is pretty true across the board for investment properties because if you're looking at a multi-unit as well, right, I always say if you have a three-bedroom on each unit, you're going to tend to cater to a family that stays longer. But if you have a two-bedroom or a one-bedroom, it's going to be more of a transient young single person that's going to be moving more, more often than not, right? So with the single family, you're saying people stay longer? Absolutely. And, and remember, what ties them as well is schools, right? So sure. they they want very, very little movement. What I found in the – and the beautiful thing is so um, – about 10 years ago when the market started to, to shift in a way that we thought wouldn't be Ever encouraging sales-wise, I founded a property management division within my company. And what we did was try to say, well, what, what are some of the loopholes within the real estate business? Well, we found that people don't have long-term clients and they don't keep in touch with their long-term clients and people were having a hard time selling their properties, but they still had to move out. So we said, look, we'll help you lease the property and we'll manage it for you. So that, no, but they might damage my property. I said, look, we'll, we have full service management that we'll offer to kind of negate that. So what we found is with a lot of our clients that we were managing multifamily for, it was a beautiful learning lesson and we were getting paid for it simultaneously. Sure. And it was that when you change something for somebody down the hall, the tenant in multifamily said, but you just changed their carpeting or you just changed their light fixtures or you just changed their flooring. You just painted their unit. You didn't paint mine. Everybody wants But they may not have been paying the same rent as you and then you can't get into disclosure on what they're paying. So it was a huge learning lesson. Mm -hmm. And we said that with single family, they're all sporadic. Right. They aren't saying, well, you did this for this person and you did this for this person. So odds are they don't even know each other. And and the upside, if you think about this, like let's say there was an an apartment building that was going for $750,000 that now became worth eight fifty dollars over a eight-year period. Well, the single families might have been jumping by 15, 16, 17,000 for the same capital. You might have been getting 130 to 150,000 upside. Or if you wanted to free up just a little bit of money, you know, I got this little venture that I want to put into this for. You say, hey, let me just dump one property, for lack of a better word. Sure. Rather than let all me just sell the entire building. Right. Yeah, or all 12 units or all 24 units. What I was getting at earlier is the, the, the quote the other gentleman made back then was that he his leases at that time uh, we're talking a whole nother era a whole nother market demand but at that time his leases on all these single family homes were pretty much hands off for him anything that happened outside of major exterior structure they dealt with so plumbing for example the tenant had to deal with electric issues like the tenant dealt with yeah. he just dealt with holes in the roof so to speak yeah you know is that an option that's still out there if you do we're do we we have not I would say less than 5% of the time that comes across our desk. What we do see is that the individuals are responsible for all the lawn maintenance. Mm-hmm. And then if um, we advise some of our owners, especially the ones with larger portfolios, to say the first $75 of every incident per month, for instance, or per occurrence is paid for by the tenant. And what that does is it negates a lot of the little like, oh, you know what, my toilet's running. Oh, my six light bulbs need to get burned out. And then all of a sudden they start taking care of and they start to feel a little bit of ownership. So call me when it's real. Yeah. Not like like your toilet 
We call, should use that. Call that, me when it's trademark real. Trademark that. That's kind of Call rude. me when you it's don't real. Want to do that. Call no. Shalabi no. when it's real. No, no. Let's be nice. Let's play nice. Remember, they're your clients, and you have to treat them with respect. You can't just go no, and change you know, locks. Thanks, Carl. No. Yes. We've had hey. this conversation before. Hey, we hey, don't hey. want to go there, though. He, he, there's a different. <laughs> this is a legit whenever property we, manager whenever here. Whenever we say investment <laughs> property, I think that 70% of the people, including myself, the, the light bulb dings, and you're thinking of a two unit or more, multiple units of some right. sort. It's not often you think that you somebody might have a bunch of single-family homes, but it's funny because the two times I've ever heard this have come specifically out of your office, and it's awesome because it's like, you know, it goes to show that we've said in shows over and over and over again, you can't take the same brush and stroke it across all real estate and say it's going to work this way for everything all the time. Some cases, it's better off to own multi-units. Some cases, it's better off to own single-families, and, and his, he's saying in his region or his area, that seems to be a better yielding return with less work involved um, and just an overall better, for the most part, better investment. Yeah. It's not the case everywhere. I just so like the fact that we're giving people options, right, right? Because right. you know, maybe you're a first-time investor and you don't want to man- manage multiple families. You got three to, f- you know, you have a four-unit, and that just gets overwhelming. What if you just want to start with one property, manage one family? And what I found is Fantastic. that people who buy properties or single-family investors, they'll rent, they'll rent them to a family who ends up buying it in the future anyway, right? You do Usually. like a rent-to-own, and because they are so comfortable in their home that sometimes they're like, well, you know, I just have credit issues or what have you. Let's work on a down payment assistant program, what have you, so they can eventually buy it. Are you guys doing that? Yeah, so we, we don't do uh, rent-to-own programs, but what we're seeing is that it, because what we find is that it's hard to dictate a price up front, right. and then 12 months down the road from an appraisal perspective or a value perspective, it's hard to commit from both sides. So, sure. But we do see people say, hey, you know, I've been paying this rent for four years. It may make sense for me to just end up owning the property. What I love, which I was going to, that Carla kind of brushed upon is that Think about the small investor that's saying, Dave I, and Carla and Nick and Graco, where do we start, right? Well, you could start with a $160,000 property with 10% down, right? And that's where they would call you guys and say, can we get this property? And now they're, they're in a mortgage for six, $700 a month plus association and taxes. They might be all in for 1200 and getting 1800 or 1850 out of that property. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's a great formula. And based on their initial principal investment, it's such a fantastic return. Sure. And then you can start off and say, you know what? It didn't work out so well for me. Maybe I'm just not the investor type. But a lot of people, when they hear the word investment, they kind of get scared saying, I've got to go buy a multifamily building for $600,000. it's massive down payments of 25 30%. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Where Which you can get a single case. family home and you can, and, and in some cases, if, if they qualify, it's FHA. Yeah. So And they're still yielding a return besides the upside of what the value ends up increasing over the next four to five years. Well, not to, yeah, not to mention if, if you're staying, if you're buying, look, sometimes people buy a house and then something happens. You know, the, one of the toughest things that could ever happen to a borrower is let's say they, they did buy their first home, first time home buyer, three and a half percent down, 18 months or so later, they get a relocation on their job. Now they're scrambling to try and sell something. They don't want to sell it quite yet because they think the neighborhood might go up in value substantially over the next five years. They bought it for a reason, too. You know, So you know, at that point, as long as they've spent a minimal amount of time in the property as an owner-occupant, they have the lowest possible rate when they do rent it out to another family. Because I think too many people are scrambling to wash their hands of their single families, and the only thing that you can own as an investment, quote-unquote, is something with a bunch of units attached to it. Yeah. And, and it's not the case. You could literally, if you're a vagabond in this, world, in this country, you could literally own 15 different single-family homes over a long period of time with very little bit of down payment as long as you're moving like every 
year or so you can't move out like move in and move out because that would be com- non-compliant but can you go back to that again like just because I, I know you're basically saying like if someone is moving a lot they're very transient they can basically structure got, a deal where yeah, they can buy I something have, every year as an owner occupant I have a, a young lady who's Ooh. yes well, are we I'm, getting I'm gonna, there we're, we're <laughs> no. riding a really thin line here I just want to be very careful look at careful. Greco Greco's like Carla <laughs> don't on. call me anymore I don't ask a, me those questions I don't writing, want to know. especially not with one of my loan officers in the building I'm going to say something that's going to be aggressive to breaking compliance or, or violating a mortgage uh, uh, note but I have a specifically a client who's the head manager for a huge, call it a sub-chain of Holiday Inns. Like this one particular uh, inv- uh, entrepreneur owns like 16, 17 Holiday Inns throughout the country. Okay, Now he moves this GM like a hitman mm-hmm. from one to another. She came in. I met her. She originally worked with iLoan in Minnesota. She mm-hmm. bought her first home. Not her first. I think it was her second home. She came down from Tennessee. So she moved up to Minnesota, lived there for literally 13, 14 months, then was relocated down to the northwest suburbs here, which is how I met her and did her first loan. And guess what? She's already telling me that she's probably on That was two years ago, by the way. And she's on her way out to go down back to Tennessee because they're opening another Holiday Inn. So there are people that are tr- literally traveling employees for one corporation. And now here, here she is now... Granted, when she bought her house with us, she put down 15%. But she could have literally qualified with the legitimate excuse and shown the documentation. She's moving on with a bunch of 3% down purchases over and over again, not because she's trying to loop the system, but because that's what duty calls for. And there's a lot of people out there that can own these homes. My point was just that you don't have to always put down 20% in order to be an investor. Sometimes it can happen in, in nature. That's not a good idea. So, so people need to do to, it. Let's no, not I wouldn't, I'm not let's promoting to get in and get out. I'm not, no, it's I would never circumstantial. say, go ahead, put down 3% and move no, out two months would. later. No, you no, you but, can't do that. You know. No, because that could come back and get you, too, as a homeowner. Going back to expenses, though, and carrying costs, um, Dave, you mentioned that you know some homes, right, are going to resell better and also are going to rent higher or people are going to stay there longer if they're in a good school district. But then obviously we know that good school districts dictate higher taxes. So if you're an investor and you're looking for these specific neighborhoods, know that you're also going to be paying a premium to be in those neighborhoods because of this, the taxes being higher at the quote-unquote good schools? Yeah, so we... we um, or the area... I could speak of the schools. Orland School District. We are the 10th largest school district in the state of Illinois. We have an exceptional system, and I think that we have a very high ranking. But within that realm, our taxes are very, very reasonable within the Orland Park community. Okay. It's actually quite quite fantastic because we generate a lot of revenue from retail. So if you think retail, you think of Orland Park in many ways, from the car, car dealerships up and down 159th to the, uh, the Simon Group Mall to just a, a boatload of different types of revenue sources from the commercial end, which offset the, the tax break. Right. So if you're not in Chicago, you're not in this area, but you're looking to become an investor and you're thinking, okay, maybe I'll do the single family category or just buy a house. Um, would you recommend that the people look outside the major metro city areas and look in the suburbs where you're not necessarily going to be paying a premium for the schools? It's kind of like a guaranteed. Love love the suburbs. I mean, they have very good yielding return. Now, of course, it differs from suburb to suburb, but the suburbs have been a very, very positive cash flow, I would say, going back from when I initially started till now. And I haven't really seen anyone running from the model of the single families. Some of our clients have 27 properties. Some of them have 14. Some of them have six. Some of them have two. You know, some of them have one. Some of them got stuck because they said, Dave, I bought a townhome when I got married. I'm upside down by about $25,000. What can I do? Well, here's what we can do. You know, it turns into investment property, and now you gain depreciation as well as 
initial tax write-offs in the sense of like if there's any, ever modifications made, which you couldn't gain as a primary owner. So it really ends up working out well if you change the flooring or if you paint or you change, update the bathrooms. And you couldn't have done that if it was your single family residence from a tax perspective that now you can do from a depreciation and an, incu uh, an income revenue perspective. Okay. Oh, he comes in here sounding like an accountant. I love right. it. Right. I was like, what? How do we make I money? I like it. I like but it. But let's man. go back to you're talking about managing a lot of properties for you know one client holding multiple properties. Sure. What do you speak? What is your take on property management? At what point do I hire somebody to manage these properties for me? Because I'm basically just carrying these mortgages and paying the bills and collecting rent and building a portfolio. Yeah. So our, our main focus is 100% absolute sales. Mm -hmm. And then what we do is offset that by leasing and management. We have individuals that get moved away for work. We have one unit for them. One unit in the city, one unit in the South Loop, one unit in Wicker Park, one unit in Bucktown. You know, we had a, a client that's been our client for nine years, Felicia, that was uh, just... Felicia. Yeah, Felicia. Yeah, I don't want to give her last name on the air. But fantastic. Yeah. Never heart. met her once. Trusted me with her property for the last nine years. Wow. And then you, she ended up selling it for, because of the upside. So she, we ended up making, you know, she ended up earning about $120,000 upside on that. Wow. Uh, okay. Hi, hi Felicia. There's <laughs> 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 also a song, right? Felicia. You so you could to answer the question. Out. It could be yeah, it could be one or three or five. It could. It, it just depends on how busy. I mean, we have clients that own seven, and they say, "Dave, just help me lease it and buy the properties, and I'll manage it myself." But typically, people like the full hands off, and they realize that the process is so streamlined. We negotiate the rents for just them. Just say because I'm so awesome. Say it. Well, we, I say it all the time. I, yeah. All right. I'm so cool. Well, I'm so awesome. We had a no. we had an interesting little noise that just came up, and we didn't want to break you in the middle of your. I'm it's sorry, like when you process. talk, I ignore you. That's kind of so how that noise. That, went. that funky noise. <laughs> yeah, that funky noise was a nitro question, which we have to give you a question. We're going to give you about ten or fifteen minutes to think about it. You don't have to answer it right away. Um, and honestly, we just come up with these things randomly as the dialogue goes on. But since we are on a hot topic, and it seems like we are moving quick today, um, wow, thirty minutes have already like flown right past us. Um, are we short today? No, you're, you got you two are short every day. Me and Dave are normal. Oh my height. God! Why did I know uh, he was going to go there? The nitro. Let it be one day. <laughs> one day you don't speak of my height. <laughs> it's just the elephant. Or I should say the ant in the room. I'm just kidding. Uh, so the nitro question is, you know, knowing everything you know with a plethora of experience and a lot of uh, happy clients over the years, what is the one investment fear? that you've ever had that you might have put a client into, not not intentionally, or fear that you do, you hope to never make this mistake with a client. What's that one thing that keeps you up at night when you think about, man, I just don't want to screw this one thing up. You don't have to answer it right now. You can think about it. Let it incubate. If you want, no, actually, we'll save it for a few minutes. But he we want like to, we want to, to hear, go. he is ready to go. We, don't, we want you just to breathe. Just sure. let it go. But um, yeah, just something that would like, you're, maybe you think back to when you were brand new and you did like your first couple of investments. You're like, I wish I didn't do it that way. What are those sure. things? So marinate on that. Maybe come up with one or two of those, and we'll come back to them in a minute. But let's go back to what we were doing. Yes, let's go back to that. You were talking about a client that you've never met that called you, and now you're managing that property for that client. Um, so it goes back to a question I had earlier. Um, would it, would it re a lot of people want to buy properties, but then say, you know, you're in Chicago, and then you want to start investing in the suburbs. What is the distance that you would say, st you know, stay? A lot of people just advise stay close to your investment property because if you're going to manage it, it's going to be accessible. But you're basically saying you manage this person from start to finish. So, what's your take on that? So we, we it's full service, right? We do sales, leasing, management from Cook County, Will County, and a portion of DuPage County. And I think it really comes back to the comfort of the individual. We literally have clients all over the world. 
and they some of them have not visited their property but because the property management is done very thoroughly they're provided with photos and updates every hundred days on their properties they understand what's going on they get tenant we have a software that allows them to see real time with every time a tenant puts in a request in so they're not saying well what's going on with the property well you were aware we also get a maintenance um, allowance every single month that allows us to be able to facilitate those maintenance requests in in a very very timely fashion so the distance really comes back to the comfort of the individual but we literally have people in, that have been in germany somebody that was relocated to hong kong that we're dealing with now uh, people in California, people in New York, all all within the United States that may have gotten relocated or that invest here. And some are trying to stay within 15 to 30 minutes of their home. But I would say that if you have great management, it almost doesn't matter where you're at. So let me get this right. Uh-oh. If I'm He's an investor, hmm? if I'm an investor, I want to buy an investment property. All I have to do is close on the property and you guys are going to manage everything. You guys will collect leasing, management, leasing. everything, collect the fee, deposit it, facilitate repairs, 24 emergency line office is open seven days a week inspections of the property every 100 days with safety checklist and photos just a full full on the field hands-on ball approach Dave, yeah, ball Dave drops what, cookies what? off every weekend for the <laughs> for the tenant Ball park. Can what I is get cookies? Service? I like cookies. What is and the- we love our tenants by the way you know it's so funny because wow. you hear property managers say <laughs> Lee you know they they distance we said the ha- think about this you know it's, it's really business structure as well the happier the tenant is the happier we all are. We're not. We're not the management company that's running away from doing repairs, right? Right, or running away from things. We we call our tenants and say from time to time throughout the year, and it's mandated by by our our um, staff. At least three times a year, they must touch base with the tenant, other than the tenant touching base with them to see if they need anything for the property. Wow, that's I awesome. had to do light bulbs last week. Well, listen for one of your properties. At yeah. the end of the day, we should we, hire we, us. We, we, we're starting to go into mm-hmm. too much management here. I want to like yeah. bring everybody. We, I want to bring everybody back. This is one of the top producing realtors in all of Remax. They sell homes. So you're, you're calling them to buy something or sell something. And if you did buy something and you, it's an investment, they just happen to also be equipped to take care of it for you. That's where we're really going with this. Yes, sir. But that's a good reason to also stay in good connection with your tenants because your tenants might end up being buyers, if not and, of and, that and property there's, And there's really no property. secret about it. This, so if the tenants love us, it's common sense. every 12 months, and sometimes long, if they stay longer, they will buy or lease another property. And we want to be that person for them and that, and that group for them. So there's no, there's no shame in that we love it. We're actually, we embrace that. Built-in motivation. I love it. Is it okay to talk about like, um, you know, pricing for something like you know the management of it? Sure. I know we don't want to talk about rates or anything like that, but if you're going to be an investor, at least when you're negotiating and you're thinking long term, how much to budget fair for, fees, right? Fair fees. So if the, yeah. if the rents between twelve hundred and fifty and eighteen hundred and fifty dollars, typically the management fees could be between as low as seven to seven and a half percent. Okay. So wow. you're talking about that's pretty low. less than a hundred dollars yeah, per month for full service management. That's really low. What that's if I really want low. half service? Oh, God, here Can't. we go. We only, we're, we're all You're in. always trying to we're negotiate something. <laughs> always trying to get something for Just free. Just your clothes eyes. <laughs> Hash is not acceptable, man. <laughs> no, great information, though, because I know, again, we keep talking about multi-unit investment, and now you're talking about, like, single family, how to own it, and where to get start, started. Earlier, we talked about, you know, if somebody lives in the property, you don't do rent-to-own, and a lot of people always call me and say, well, I really want to do a rent-to-own option. How does that work, and why do people not do it? Like you said, I find it most of our investors don't want to get stuck in, you know, a price point for today versus, you know, maybe July of next year because of the height of the market and all that jazz, right? Um, so you may not be able to find those options. But, Grocco, this question is for you. How does one get started and say, I want to buy maybe a single family for 250000 basic, 
maybe I'll go ahead and paint it for, you know, give it some TLC and, and get some equity there. But 250 and like you said, it would, you know, mortgage would probably be like around 12 or whatever, and then rental 1800. Like, how do I get started? Well, we got to run. Well, first of all, to, to purchase a property as an investment, you got to own a primary residence, so to speak. Um, in that sense, right now, we could do programs anywhere between 15% down i think right now we're dabbling with one at 10 percent down as we well have 10%, yeah. for, um, single families. for single family yeah mm -hmm. and the idea is that the rent has to at least cover that mortgage right because you don't want to buy into an, an investment that you're actually coming out of pocket uh, but nick touched on this uh, a couple of shows ago we do have to account for a 25 percent vacancy throughout the year when we're doing every this. lender has to do a 75 right. percent sure. rental right. credit but um it's just a matter of uh, finding a property that actually has positive uh, cash flow and we're taking against 75% of that gross rent received uh, on a monthly basis. And the ratios, as far as the income ratios, debt to income ratios have to be in line to a certain degree for us to be able to, to lend on that as well. Uh, but again, we do have programs anywhere from 10% uh, to as high as 20% down on a single family residence. Um, and in some cases, uh, we're working uh, a program right now for a multi-unit, and I know you don't dabble. Oh, we do, here. we do. Yeah, yeah. he does them all. He just yeah. he just put his yeah. he put a shocking that we kind of stayed on is single uh, family single niche. family homes being mm -hmm. really popular. Around him. We have a question from Javier Garcia, another Mod Squad member from um, with us. Good question. How would you suggest, like, let's say we're buying a property in California? You guys don't manage those properties over there. Cor no, we don't. Right. Just, so yeah. how would you? recommend or tell someone to screen a management company to make sure they're hiring a reputable place. Seems like you guys have all your ducks in a row, but if you go to the phone book, so to speak, and just pick one out in some random area, you don't know if you're getting a good place, a bad management company. How would you screen one? It, so knowing screen, what you know, you yeah. should, you know. The importance will be within the, the line of questioning, I would say. Mm -hmm. So I think that you would ask them, are how many times a year are the properties physically visited? And respectfully, you don't ask them, can I have proof? But you'd say, are photos included with that? or our inspection checklist in, in included with that. And what is your vacancy rate? And what's your turnover rate? And how many units do you manage? And then you start to kind of realize pretty much the, the gist of the size of their, of their operation. Am I able to call, you know, references that you, let's say investors that you currently have under your bucket, if, if I want to hire you guys, am I able to call them and ask them questions well, you on your behalf. Them. Yeah, with, with, with their permission. Okay. Yeah, of course. Yeah, some people want to be, of course, they want to be anonymous, and some people don't mind giving their information. Great stuff, great stuff. Go ahead, Nick. <laughs> no, no, we're, gonna, we're waiting on you, Carla. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead, Carl. I was reading the You've comments. You've been awfully quiet lately, so let's just go ahead. Because you always say that I talk too much and that I don't let that's our... That's not what I say. That's what you said, nope. that I don't let people speak, and I caught them, nope. so I'm trying to be quiet, especially because Dave is in the studio, and I love Dave. Thank you very and much. he's got a lot of information, Thanks, and he does actually have something to share with our audience. That's not what she was doing, by the way. You guys, I have a really sometimes, busy day. Sometimes she gets spoiled that we can, like, you know, just take over and deal with the guests, and then she starts doing her homework. I don't yeah. do my homework. It's mm -hmm. just been a crazy, crazy week. Can I tell you my sad story? Because no, Nick always talks about his sad about story. About you right now. Weird. No, no, Carla, please. Oh, please, Dave. It was, like, so I mean, Absolutely, crazy. you can. So can I tell you, I was driving to an appointment last night, and I got a flat because I hit a pothole. Talk about oh. city 
taxes in. Yeah. And then I was working on a deal with Graco. And do you know if this man even called a tow truck for me? Didn't even care if I was stranded. And this one guy over here owed me a pre approval, didn't even respond. Your pre approvals are like, my client wants to buy a house. (laughs) (laughs) They got a lot of money down. Can you give me a pre approval? I don't know. Let's start with a name, a phone number, anything. I need it in five minutes. Okay. I need it now. Okay. Everything is now. So, yeah. so anyway, My enough apologies. about me. Great information. But uh, why don't we go ahead and move on to the next uh, line here item that I'm supposed to follow from our producer, Nico, who does a wonderful job producing the show. Our news reporter, Graco Funes, has yeah. some really good. <laughs> you, like, you look more like Anderson Cooper with that hair. <laughs> has some good. You know I'm down in the streets. You're down <laughs> in the streets. up these stories. <laughs> Deep down in the streets of the Gold Coast. <laughs> Um, so as you know, we like to bring top producing agents who are in the field transacting to give you, you know, information about how to best invest. Um, but we also want to bring in some information about what's trending in the news. And that's why we're turning to Graco Funes, yes. our Mod Squad uh, reporter. Mod by, what is it? Mod, mod by the minute. <laughs> right? Wow. <laughs> Did he just change it from last week? No, Terrible. That's, that's what it's Go about. with it. Go with it. All right. So we're going we're gonna to touch on two cool stories. The first one is. Eight of the most expensive real estate developments in American history. Can you guys guess what the first would be? And this is all of the United States. Wait, what? How did they go? Eight of the most expensive real estate developments in American history. Nope. Does that include like commercial buildings or just like uh, for commercial space? Yeah, all of it. These are all developments. Sure. Yeah. I'll give you the first one. The it's first one. It's got to be the New York thing. The New York thing, yeah. The, the Hudson Yards. Hudson. Oh, so it's just residential. Well, this is also residential and, and commercial at all well, times. Because how could anything be more expensive than the Freedom Tower? Well, the Hudson Yards neighborhood, you know, that project in itself was upwards of $20 billion, that what? development. That was number one on the list. I'm not going to go through all of them, but I'm going to touch on the top maybe three or four. Number two, your favorite, Nick, City of Las Vegas. Uh, city center. <laughs> Keep it real. We had to include that and in my there. My friends and family in Las Vegas. <laughs> That's for you. City center. We're at 16.7 million square feet of casino, high-end shops, and hotel luxury condominiums. So that's a pretty cool development. Number three on the list was uh, the Spring District of Bellevue, Washington. That project in itself was right around 2.3 billion dollars. Wow. Wait, wait. It that, went from like 20 billion. Yeah, well, to it's 16 going down again. To two. Wow, 32.3 billion. Far apart. Right. Uh, and then my favorite spot, my second home, is in Miami, Brickle City <laughs> Center. Since when is his second home in Miami? You've what? been there like twice, man. Come yes. on. <laughs> All right. That, that project was at uh, $1.5 billion uh, in development. And to wrap up our stories here Please do, because you're putting me to sleep. Thank you, Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. This was really cool. Yeah, I just go caught for this. It. Uh, and this was uh, sourced and verified by the BBC. Uh, <laughs> there was a woman okay. who had 20 boyfriends what in china wow and she got the 20 boyfriends a long time to, yes very long time gotcha, <laughs> she got the 20 boyfriends to buy her 20 iphones okay. nice the new so ones like, that came out to allow like her to sell to allow her to sell those phones yeah and purchase her home so i thought that was super cool because she literally utilized that's super cool. These huh? funds. She had 20 boyfriends. You support cool. this. For the down payment. This is this a is family show. So this is nothing to do with our compliance here in the U.S., but I thought it was yeah. pretty cool and innovative that she's had 20 boyfriends. What, what's this segment called? 
Oh. Mod by the minute. I like it. You no, like it, right? it's kind of cool. Mm. We're gonna have more to like, start screening. Next week, more like moronic ideas. They crack up fine. Interesting. Moronic ideas. I'm going to go ahead and say we're now going to have to. So she sold twenty iPhones. And made like let's just say twenty grand, twenty four thousand. No, I vetoed this whole idea because I think that for now on, I need you to send me those and she bought, so I can look at them. And she bought three investment properties with Dave Shalabi and his management up. company, Boom. Chicago. Boom, love anonymous, it. love it. Dave, Hashtag don't get Dave's it to, anonymous clients. You know oh, these are like they're they're they've been married for a long time. Like I, we don't like and we don't feed into their stupid because it just gets ridiculous. So you didn't like the and idea is now, Hey, is this why I always see at the Apple Store? <laughs> it wasn't me. No, it it no, wasn't it you. It wasn't me. I love it. Okay. Anyway, are we ready for the question? We are ready to get the answer, Dave. Your nitro question was. So we really don't have any regrets. But what wow, I would say, look at that. what I would say that I, I thought keeps you up at night. No, it's got to be one. It's got to be one, bro. Well, drive keeps up, keeps me up at night. But I would say that. Did he say drive? Yeah. This is like the best interview question. Tell me one bad thing about yourself. Nothing. Nothing. No, it's not about myself. I think What's that... your favorite M&M color? Yeah, 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 Whatever you like. Yeah, right. One fear <laughs> about <laughs> investing. <laughs> if, you oh my had, God. if you had a fear. Green about... is the best M&M. Peanut. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yellow is. Red. But anyways, uh, yeah. um, if, you're, if you had one fear about consulting an investment client or one fear that it, it could happen if you think the deal was a little bit on the soft side, what would that fear be? Commercial. Either or. Investment. Uh, no, no, no. I'm saying, uh, I was answering. Okay. Commercial, retail, in Cook County. Why is that? Uh, taxes are really burdening the owners. And that we've seen that there's a lot of um, movement and a lot of the, the mom pop strip malls have suffered dramatically. So you're thinking about some of those that you've done in the past going, man, that might have been a bad idea. After seeing, I would say that I advise a client to say that you have a high risk here with a potential high return. Mm-hmm. But we've seen that you know, it, it's so unpredictable, and people have said, "Wow, never again." Yeah, so and we speak. stick to a much simpler model, and, and I find it astonishing that people we actually revert people the, the other way from commercial. I mean, it, what you see is the the, for lack of a better word, the sexy commercial that people like talking about is like these big strip malls and mm-hmm. these big centers. We're seeing great returns on office medical. We're seeing mm-hmm. great returns on industrial. Industrial, you wouldn't really think that. Industrial is doing really, really strong. In the corridor, retail's really taken a, a really tough hit over the last 10 years Ooh. in general. Love it. Great advice. There you go. Can you also expand? And I know that you've asked, you answered a lot of questions, so thank you so much. For, well, I, you know, I'm grateful to be here. You guys are awesome. We're very happy to have you thank here. You. And yep. happy birthday, by the way. Thank you so much. Oh. My, birthday, my birthday wish yes, has been granted. Sitting here with all of you. There you Aww. go. Is that yeah. it? I thought it was just Did me. Did you bring in oh. the cake? I thought you were bringing in the cake. You said you were bringing the cake. I know, no, no, but today cake. I've had a... Didn't I just... Should I go back to my flat tire? She was getting my cake when she got the flat tire. <laughs> that <what> <laughs> I love him. And then she <laughs> ran over your cake and it's not here now. It's okay, but you know what? She lived. She it's lived. all that matters. That See? That's She's all that matters. <laughs> I don't know, man. Can, can I ask one cake. last question? Sure. No, I, know, I was going to ask. Here. Okay, oh, you, you gonna do ask that. No, go for it. Jeez. All right, so the top three things that you would give as advice for... An investor buying single family home. Top three. Dun, 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 dun. You're like, um, I already yeah. gave them all. Be respectfully conservative. Okay. Respectfully conservative. Don't go for um, go for the simplicity with a clean model rather than the complex with a potentially deterring model. Deepa Chopra. And Just... <laughs> uh, don't put all your eggs in one basket. <laughs> right? That's just like a life. <laughs> that's, that's, a, 
Did you just read that on our way up here? <laughs> Oprah, Oprah, and I, Oprah and I had lunch before <laughs> I walked in here. Hallway, <laughs> I mean, deep with Chopra. Let's do the question over again. Rich dad, poor dad. I do like that. You ever read that book? I did. It's a great, simple read. Great book. I like to read as well. Do you like to read? You enjoy reading? Huh? Like that great Gatsby book you read? <laughs> I can, I'll tell you what. I can swipe pictures like nobody's business. Oh, Go from left funny. to right, left to right, right That's to terrible. Right. Gosh. No. Good show. Great show. Great yeah. information. Thank you so much for making a drive out here. I know it was Thanks crazy. Great to be here, man. I, I'd, I'd love to do it again. You tell me whenever. We're here. Um, okay, we can do December. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it's good to have, uh, you know, th- this This is a great topic because sometimes, you know, we're always trying to find new content on a regular basis, and it feels like we let the topic of investment properties go a little too long and far apart. From in, in, Let's face it, people listen to the show, watch the show, because they want to, for the most part, either learn how to make money doing this or save money doing this or what's the smartest way to do this with less headache. And unfortunately returns on your investment is why people are usually getting involved in real estate. Yeah. It's bottom line. Yeah. It's you know, how to we make do money. have other shows that get, you know, kind of skew off of that, but, um, you know, it's, it's really refreshing to come back to this one. So if I could yeah. motivate one person from mm-hmm. this show today to know that for 10 or 15 or at even on the high end of $20,000, they can own their first step of owning their first rental property. That's what I'd like to do. I love it. That's, That's great. great advice. Because I don't want people to always think like, oh my God, I have to save up a quarter of a million dollars in order to buy this no, unbelievable huge place. No. You really, really don't. They can go to great guys like yourselves to get the financing. It's an investment property, like you said, as low as 10% down, which we touched upon earlier. I think it's... I think you have done that in this show, which, by the way, in order for Carla to call you and find out how she can buy her first investment property, we need to have your name, I'm sorry, your phone number and your contact info. So give us your phone number to call the Shalabi team and also your email address. Sure. You want it now? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's two minutes and 50, two hours, it's 2.50. Okay, so direct access all time for me, 708-705-9000. Love it. Great information. No need for email. Just call. I got my love love but if you want it, Dave Shelby at Gmail. Dave Shelby at Gmail. Good Keep luck clean Great that. stuff. And yeah. I do yeah. love the fact that you said that you don't need a lot of money to do this first right. investment because we talk about multi-units and sometimes, you know, that's in a four hundred to 500000 right. threshold and you're talking about like your first small investment. Get yourself, you know, a tenant and start becoming a landlord and just getting getting becoming a, an investor because a lot of people just wish to do that. If you want to get your hands on a landlord tenant ordinance summary or any information that we talked about today, please go ahead and email us or call us. You can always reach Nick and I if you have any questions about buying or selling real estate at info at marketoverdrive.com. Also, if you have any questions for us or have a topic that you'd like us to cover or would like to come on our show, we encourage you to send us also an email at info at marketoverdrive.com. And... Once in a while, we give out a phone number to people to call here, but today we wanted to be selfish and just hog Dave up for ourselves. We didn't want to share the phone lines with anybody else because Carla was supposed to give out that phone number. But if you want more information on this show or just to find this show and refresh uh, everything we said here today, you can obviously find this on Facebook forward slash Market Overdrive or go to our YouTube channel at Market Overdrive. Last but not least, we have our podcast, which this will be on Probably about Monday. So you go to the WGN Radio podcast, subscribe to us, get every single show, Dave Shalabi show, and every other show we've ever done. Last but not least, go visit marketoverdrive.com, and we will be back here. Thank you for listening. We'll be back here Thursday, 2 p.m. next week again. Have a good one. Ciao.